Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Ah, I can't take it anymore! Ah! Well, get over it. It's time to forge a new path with your very own political cartographer, Chad. Following the call with President Trump, the member of my staff asked Ambassador Sondland what President Trump thought about Ukraine. Ambassador Sondland responded that President Trump cares more about the investigations of Biden, which Giuliani was pressing for. Ah, Bill Teller. Very interesting day, fourth time in our history we've gotten to this level, and never have we been able to reach so many people and argue with people we have never met like we can nowadays. Joining us now is Congresswoman Debbie Lesko. Debbie, first and foremost, where were you during the excitement today? Were you a part of it? Were you in the crowd? Were you doing other stuff? Well, I started out this morning. I actually had two committee hearings I had to be in because I'm on uh, Judiciary Committee and on Homeland Security Committee, and they both meet at the same time at 10 this morning. So I had to go back and forth between those. Um, But then after that, I went and sat in um, at this uh, testimony from uh, Mr. Kent and Mr. Taylor. And, um, you know, I have to tell you that it's – was quite frankly kind of boring. There was, there was nothing new that really came about. No. I don't know if people over in Arizona are telling you that they were just enthralled with this testimony. I just don't think probably not. If they were watching, they probably it, got a little no, bit bored. It was, it was, I'll be honest, it was a bit dry. It was not a lot of the stuff there, and it was it was a bit dry, and and I think the whole thing is that Schiff was trying to put, like, I'm going to put a face to these people that nobody really knows about. and But nothing really changed it. The one thing I will say, and, and I've had, I, I don't think that, that Kent or Taylor were lying. I think they're very upstanding people. I think they, they you know, they, they, they told the truth, whether it's their truth or their truth, whatever it is. I, I don't think any of those things, but we didn't learn anything new, and this still feels like it's going to the place where they're going to vote, they'll impeach, it'll go down, and then, you know, we know what Mitch McConnell's going to do. Yeah, I, I'm totally with you. I don't know what the Democrats' end game is here. It doesn't seem very politically smart to me. First of all, people should just read the transcript. I did that when I was back in Arizona um, at a town hall on uh, Saturday, and I read uh, part of the transcript. You know the part where the Democrats and a lot of the media say, oh, but President Trump said, do me a favor, though, right? And everybody seems to say, oh, that was looking to Biden. That's not what he said after do me a favor. It was about the 2016 election and crowd strike and servers, and it had to do with the 2016 election. So, you know, if people just read the actual transcript, it really doesn't matter what all these people think they heard from other people through other people. It was actually that the president released the transcript. I have seen nothing that is impeachable to this point at all. And I really don't think the Democrats have anything. I mean, come on. They tried. They, they were convinced. Remember, Adam Schiff was convinced that he had proof that President Trump colluded with Russia. That didn't happen. Then they were trying to do obstruction of justice, but then Robert Mueller came to testify, and that flopped. So now they're on to this Ukrainian call thing. And it, I just... I don't understand it because then, okay, let's say the Democrats go forward, and I think they're going to, and they're going to impeach uh, the the president in the House, 
because the Democrats have control. Then it moves over to the Senate. Well, then the Senate can call all kinds of people. I mean, and so it's not going to look good for the Democrats. I don't understand the game plan there. No, no. Talking to Congresswoman Debbie Lesko as we talk about the impeachment thing today. Here's my thing with the phone call. You look at the phone call, you look at the transcripts, there's nothing there. I do have some serious questions, though, uh, uh, Debbie, about the fact that, first and foremost, I've been saying this for a while. He's got a Rudy problem. Rudy has surrounded himself, and who knows what he's saying to people, and he surrounded himself with some nefarious characters here who are kind of fringe dwellers and with oligarchies and stuff like that. And I think there is some real questions there, and I'm hearing from some of my sources that, look, you know, they're willing maybe, and I think he's willing to fall on the sword, and he's willing to be thrown on that sword. But you've got to admit, the Rudy thing is just, it's a bit odd. Well, you know, I'm not going to go there because I'm not in the president's shoes. One of the things that came forward in the in the testimony when I was there was kind of like this um, thing about, well, why wouldn't President Trump use someone else? Because Taylor, when he was asked all these different questions in the deposition, he didn't know anything about Ukrainian involvement. He didn't know about the Clinton stuff. He didn't know about Fusion GPS. He didn't know about any of that stuff. So maybe, you know, Trump is like, okay, these people, they're supposed to be dealing with Ukraine and they don't know any of this stuff. So maybe that's the reason uh, that President Trump has uh, had to had to rely on other people that that did know more. I don't know. You know, I wasn't there. The thing that I thought was really kind of interesting today. I mean, quite frankly, it was pretty Was it boring. Andy Biggs Nothing taking new. 500 selfies? What is that about? I didn't. I don't even know if you were there. You could be lying to us because you weren't in any of Andy Biggs' selfies. <laughs> I don't know anything about the selfies. I was sitting three seats to the right of Andy when I was there, Andy Biggs. Um, but quite frankly, I was listening. I was taking notes. One of the things that I thought was interesting is that the um, the attorney or the counsel for the Republicans uh, was asking um, Taylor different questions and said, hey, didn't you meet with President Zelensky right the next day after the phone call? And he said, yes. And, and he goes, and then he said, well, what did Zelensky say? And Zelensky said, oh, the call was fine. I was happy with the call. I mean, so what they're trying, the Democrats are trying to say, oh, something bad happened on this call. But you have President Trump saying there was no quid pro quo. The the Ukrainian president saying there was none. In fact, he was interviewed by multiple media sources, and he said there was no pressure. There was no nothing. There was a good call. And But then the Democrats' star witnesses, their first two witnesses today, are like people that don't even know Donald Trump. They have never met Donald Trump. Yeah, but they have met <laughs> and, the other side. And I will say, I don't think they're lying. I think they're upstanding people. I think they're telling the truth. Again, whether it's their truth, the truth, some form of both, I don't think they're bad people. But the reality is, is if you're watching this today and you're just a neutral person, and we, you know this better than anybody, Debbie, nobody seems to be neutral when it comes to this president. But if you're in the middle and you're just watching this thing, you're saying to yourself, well, I could feel uncomfortable if some of this is true, but I don't know if it, you know, goes to the part where we need to get rid of him. I just, I just feel like there's other things you guys could be doing. Like you were working on stuff today. What were you working on? Tell everybody. 
Oh, my goodness. We were working on something really important, actually, in Homeland Security Committee. We were talking about, um, you know how the real ID, the everybody's supposed to get the new travel ID by yeah. October 2020? Well, like, there's 99 million people in the United States that when they show up to go to fly on a plane next year, they haven't signed up yet. So we were talking to TSA and different stakeholders about what we can do to get the word out that people need to get this new um, travel ID so that when they have domestic flights that they can actually get on the domestic flight. And the reason they did this travel ID or real ID back, you know, back then was it was a 9-11 commission suggestion because the terrorists that hit on 9-11 actually were able to get IDs through uh, states that didn't have very good um, vetting processes. And so um, that was an, a real-life issue that needs to be uh, solved, and I'm planning on working on some legislation so that people, uh, hopefully, that have pre, you know, the pre-check, TSA pre-check, they won't have to get one of these travel, you know, new travel IDs, just use that because they're already vetted. Um, you can use the global entry to do that. So that was Homeland Security. Then over in Judiciary Committee, we were working on um, the, the Democrats want to continue, uh, ex extend the time that states can uh, do the Equal Rights Amendment. Uh, so we were working on that. It was actually a bill that was being debated in, in the committee, and there was votes on that committee. And then I'm working on all different things. So, so stuff's um, getting done is what you're saying. You're actually working. Well, it's not some. Some stuff is getting done, but the big stuff, no. In fact, the budget, we have this continuing resolution. We didn't get any budget negotiations through, and it, the deadline is supposed to be November 21st for this short-term budget fix. Well, now they're, the Democrats are saying, oh, we're going to push it into December. Um, there's no budget fix so that our military doesn't know what funding we have for next year. They don't know what to rely on. Everybody's worried about that. We had in Rules Committee, I'm also on the Rules Committee, uh, which every bill that passes out of every other committee then goes to the Rules Committee before it goes to the floor for a full vote. And um, in that committee, there was a, a reauthorization of the Import-Export Bank, which um, businesses use, you know, usually it can be small businesses, but a lot of big businesses uh, use uh, that bank to do dealing um, across, the, uh, across the globe. And um, it needs to be reauthorized. Well, there was a bipartisan agreement between Maxine Waters, the chairman of the Financial Services Committee, and Patrick McHenry, who's the top Republican, on a bipartisan bill to reauthorize this. Guess what? They changed it. The Democrats changed it in Rules Committee. So now it's this totally partisan bill. And they do this because they want to put on record Republicans voting no on something. They put these poison pills in the bills, and that's the games that they play so that in the next election they can say, oh, you know, so-and-so, Debbie Lesko, let's say, voted against this, you know, bill, and they have this really nice title of the bill. Well, we would have voted for it if you didn't put poison pills in it, but they do it for a reason so that they can do it in mailers, say, okay, this Republican didn't vote for this. It's always about the money. Well, most people don't realize that 
they put some poison pills in there that they knew the Republicans wouldn't vote for. That's crazy. And it's all a political strategy. It's very unfortunate because then what happens is it gets to the Senate. The Senate's not going to hear it. And then the things don't get passed. Yeah, well, it, it's just it's just ridiculous. It's politics, though, and that's just it. Everybody, yes. you know what? I got to be honest. A lot of politicians on both sides of the aisle. Sometimes I look and say, Ugh. you know, you know, <laughs> it, it is what it is. Though that's the beauty of America. I get it all day too. I got a bunch of people tweeting me talking about how much they hate me all day because you know what? I'm not a sycophant for Trump, and at the same time, I don't think that he needs to be removed at least by everything we've seen. So you can't win for losing and lose for winning. Debbie Lesko, appreciate you coming on tonight. Thanks so much, and hopefully we'll get some stuff done uh, tomorrow. Thanks a lot. Appreciate that. Okay, thank you.